What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in. My name is Nate Antetomaso. I'm here with Evan Knowles. What's going on? We're coming at you from downtown Lexington, Kentucky, for episode two of the Middle Tech Podcast. We talk about 5G, what the technology is, and how it's going to impact the area here around Kentucky. It was a great conversation. We're excited for you to hear it. Don't miss it. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. I'm Nate. This is Evan. What's going on? How you doing, man? Doing well. Doing well? I heard you uh, had to pretty much break your door down before you came over here. <laughs> yeah, we're recording this late. A little look behind the curtain, I guess. We were going to record at 7 p.m. It's now 9.45 p.m. Uh, I got... My freaking doorknob wouldn't open. Like, I was going to take a run. Just would not open. Completely unlocked and everything. <laughs> I didn't have my tool set in the apartment, <laughs> so my girlfriend had to come over and get it and push pliers through a half-broken doorknob so I could rip it off. Just to get out. Just to get out. Wow. Like, I've never felt claustrophobic before, but it was just horrendous. That like, sucks. I think that was claustrophobia. Wow. I'm, I'm, I've never felt that. It might plague me for my life now. Yeah. All right. So, we're recording two hours late, but we're here. We're doing it. Episode two. Yeah, let's do it. We're excited to do it. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to episode one. Uh, we got a lot of feedback. Mostly positive. A little kind of critiques here and there, but that's awesome. We want to hear that. Um, we're getting better. We know how to do some different intro stuff, some different outro stuff. So, we're excited to just keep improving the production uh, here on the podcast and just really make it a brand. Make it a brand about uh, tech in Kentucky in the Midwest and in Appalachia yeah. and beyond. I think there's a huge gap. You yeah. know, not enough people, you know, are talking about it. Uh, and I was doing, you know, when we we're trying to do research and look up technology articles in, in Kentucky, it's hard. Yeah. You know, the, Courier, the Courier Journal and, and all these newspapers don't even have a tech section on their website. Yeah. That's wild. It's, it's not a even like a Not even like a kind of not active tech section where there's a, an article every month or something. Just like yeah. not even there. Yeah, because from a growth standpoint... How are we supposed to grow as a state if, I think personally, technology yeah. is where growth comes from, you know, in business and yeah, education yeah. everything. And if we're not talking about it on a daily basis in our newspapers and our, you know, outlets, then how are people going to get excited about it and want to improve? Mm-hmm. No, I agree. So, I totally agree. You know, that's, that's one of the reasons we wanted to start this was, you know, to get the conversation going about technology where, you know, we think it's lacking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to keep that conversation going. We just launched on social media across Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We are at Middle Tech Pod, at Middle Tech Pod. Go give us a follow, a like, a whatever on any of those platforms. We're going to be sharing the new episodes as they come out, so you won't miss any of those. We'll also have some kind of behind-the-scenes extra content on those platforms as well. I think that's going to be a really good extension of what we're doing yeah. here. Yeah, to get out into the communities and talk to these people that are you know, doing really cool stuff in the, in the tech space and, and sharing that with you all on our outlets on social is going to be something we really look forward to. Yeah. We're excited to grow our audiences there as well as here. So share us with your friends. Um, share our posts. Just kind of help us get off the ground. We're really excited. So today we're talking about 5G. Yeah. Fifth generation mobile networking. Um, so, you know, your phone's connected right now. You've probably heard of LTE, 4G. Use those interchangeably. I think they're a little different. Um, and then I think there was something like 4.5G that came yeah. out a couple of years ago. I remember a big Verizon ad campaign for like 
LTE Advanced yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, they've been using a lot of these rollouts just for you know marketing purposes yeah. and the changes in between. You know, the rollouts hasn't been that drastic. Uh, but 5G is supposed to be, you know, something yeah. that's a huge leap. Yeah. That's something I kind of discovered doing some research for this episode is that uh, the whole well, the generational concept in general is basically a marketing play. Um, but also kind of the, the LTE advanced and the LTE versus 4G. And even back in the day, calling it 4G versus 3G advanced or whatever. Um, it's just kind of like a marketing play to, to show how speeds are getting faster. So that must mean... The network is completely revamped and it's yeah. completely better, but it's just yeah. minor improvements. But I think 5G is different from what no, we No, yeah. So, like, with each generation, you know, you had the iPhone come out, and then with 2G you had uh, text messaging, and then, you know, one of the big things... That wasn't things until with, 2G? Yeah, it wasn't until 2G. And then with 4G, one of the big things was, you know, streaming yeah. uh, and just more data. Just data, like yeah. heavy amounts of data in yep. general. Yeah, and so yeah. 5G, the next big leap is... Uh, you know, more efficient communications, uh, a lot of energy savings, a lot of less latency. So all this will enable totally new technologies to come out of nowhere uh, and really, you know, advance society in, in ways mm-hmm. we haven't seen before. Yeah. I think kind of talking about 4G in that way where it allowed streaming and it allowed, you know, quick video and just massive amounts of, of data um, that almost wasn't possible beforehand at any kind of reliable speed. I think that kind of shows in a, in a very real way what a new network can do. Um, imagine your internet usage, your mobile usage right now, without streaming video, without podcasts, without um, you know large websites that have a lot of data on them. You couldn't it'd be, do it. It'd be wild. Your your life would literally yeah. be different. And so with this new... No more streaming those Instagram dog videos. <laughs> <laughs> you like to do that. Dude, I get stuck on those for 30 minutes at a time. Best salesman at Fiji. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can take that however you want, you or the dog. Um, but but what I, what I just mean is like, so with, with these technologies that 5G is going to allow for, imagine how different your internet usage is going to be in six, seven years. Yeah. Because of how different it was after 4G rolled out. Yeah, and we're talking about the way we interact with our phones and our devices but another thing 5G is going to you know, allow is devices communicating with devices, Yeah, which is something that's a new, you know, we touched on it a little bit on the last podcast with Internet of Things, but this is going to be a totally different level. And so mm-hmm. all these new technologies are going to be popping up because of that ability. Yeah. Yeah. So that device to device, that's so a car can talk to another car. Yeah. Right? So a stoplight or... can talk to a car. Yeah. Or so a VR headset can talk to a computer without there being a wire there. It's just going the amount of things that are going to be improved by 5G is going to be much more drastic than any of the following, you know, generational improvements. Yeah. Um, and so it's going to be really cool to yeah. see. One of the big things I found on doing my research was the talk about latency. Um, and latency is basically just response time. So low latency, quick response time. Um, so a car, the car example, I think is yeah. the easiest example think it's the to best. talk about. It'll hit home. Yeah. Yeah. If if you're going. 80, 90 miles an hour down a highway as you probably be going even faster with all autonomous cars. Um, you don't want your car to take a second to react to an obstacle. You know, a second that, that could literally be life or death. Yeah. So decreasing latency by 10, 100x makes so many more applications possible. Um, yeah. Whether it be a car, robotic arms, construction, whatever it is, it just, it, it allows the world to run on mobile. 
Yep. And the computing that goes into these autonomous cars, you know, we, you know, we'll get into it on another episode. It's just unreal. And mm-hmm. so the need to be able to communicate quickly, and so all those computer systems are, you know, communicating effectively and and making the right movements and, and controls uh, is really important. Because if you're coming up to a stoplight, and it takes two seconds for the car to stop because there's, there's you know, not enough, you know, low latency then you're going to get it, you know, into a wreck. And so that's yeah. that's where the latency comes in, and, um, you know, it's really important. Yeah. Um, so one of the reasons, I think we kind of touched on that, like, this is actually, um, this is actually like an, a new rollout. You know, this seems like much less of a marketing play, and that's just because the infrastructure yeah. is so different. Totally reinventing the infrastructure needed to build these networks, and it takes a lot of new technologies to, to piece together and build this network. Yeah, it's a completely new infrastructure. You can't just throw a 5G antenna on a cell phone tower and call it no. a day. No. Yeah, it, no. It, to my knowledge, it requires a lot of small antennas and a lot of places. One thing that I kept seeing come up in my research is that we could just put antennas on every telephone pole. Yeah. That's how close that's these one of the need to be. That's one of the new technologies that need to come out. So there's really five new technologies that need to be created and, and put into place for 5G to exist. That all kind of interplay with each other, yeah. right? Yeah, because, yeah. you know, for example, the first, the first you know, new technology that, that needs to come about are millimeter waves. And so what these do is they, they basically open up more real estate in the frequency mm-hmm. spectrum for more devices and more, uh, you know, things to communicate with each other because the current 4G networks are getting too crowded. Yeah. So one thing I was reading is, you know, a 4G wave, you know, radio frequency, all radio frequencies are waves. A 4G wave is a foot, a couple feet, a yard, whatever. 5G is literally millimeters. Like the wave, the entire wave span is a couple millimeters. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, one of the big problems with that is uh, it has a hard time traveling through objects and through the rain. Mm -hmm. And so like... Even through the rain? Yeah. And so what you were getting at right <laughs> there like was those little antennas. They're calling those small cell networks. Yeah. And so to make up for the fact that these waves can't travel through objects, they're putting more antennas around cities or around mm-hmm. objects yeah. so they can communicate around these objects uh, and you know make travel around them easier. Yeah. And so and also because they're so small, the the range of them is a lot less. Yeah. It so can, you're going to need, you know, thousands of these around around cities. Yeah, and so to get adequate blanket coverage, that's why you'd have to put them on every cell phone tower because they just have such a limited range. Yeah. They can they can touch a couple buildings right around it, and that's it. Where, what are cell phone towers a couple miles apart? Yeah. There's no way you could just do that. Yeah, they just shoot out signals in every direction. Yeah. And so with these new, you know, 5G, you know, networks, it's going to take... Uh, another big thing is called MIMO. So multi, multi-input... Multi-output. MIMO. Yeah. And so what that does is it increases the capacity uh, by adding more ports to these antennas and to these, you know, hubs of, of these uh, communication networks. And so the big problem there is, you know, like you were just saying, 4G antennas, they broadcast in every different direction the mm-hmm. signal. Yeah. But you can't do that with this many uh, ports because there'll be a lot of interference. Yeah. And so that leads to just a that totally another, a, another technology, which is called beamforming. So basically, you know, another piece of this is beamforming, and what that allows is data to be directed at a specific user versus in every direction. Uh, so this creates, you know, more efficiency, more accuracy for these, you know, with, with thus, you know, decreasing the amount of interference. So it just, like, knows where the yeah. user is and just, like a laser? <laughs> like, Essentially. <laughs> that, I mean, I don't know exactly like how it beam. works, but, but yeah, it's just more directed 
uh, to specific you know devices. Yeah, which is you know blows my mind. I have no idea how that works, but you know it's just a necessary piece of it. Yeah, and the final technology that you know I think is the most complicated is called uh, full duplex, mm-hmm. and basically this allows you know these signals to be you know routed and controlled uh, versus them just going out in different directions. Uh, and so, you know, full duplex is just having more control over these signals in the way that they, you know, go from one device to another. Again, yeah. decrease in interference. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of issues with interference because there needs to be so many antennas. Yeah. I mean, um, with more devices communicating, there's more signals just flying around. Yeah. And, so you're going to have to figure out how to direct this. And, of course, the whole idea is that there will be more devices communicating. No we talked about IoT last episode. Yeah. Internet, Internet of Things, it's, it's going to go crazy. Um but so what, the reason that we're talking about 5G on this podcast is because um, it's starting to roll out. Um, you know, all these technologies are there. They're probably in their nascent forms, yep. um, but they're there. They're going to get better. They're starting to be rolled out and tested in the real world. I know the first public launch of a, of a 5G network was actually at the Olympics in really? Pyeongchang. I think I said that correctly. Um, in South Korea, and uh, I think it was Intel who partnered with um, a couple different networks um, and created a truly 5G full public network around the game. So that was really cool. Um, but so these companies can start testing them. I know Verizon is doing it in Sacramento uh, this year. AT&T is doing it in 21 cities. Wow. They're testing. I think Atlanta is the biggest. Um, mm-hmm. Dallas is up there as well. Um, and then T-Mobile and Sprint said that they'll be pushing it in early 2019. So they're not quite there yet. Um, but they're going to get there, and they're going to get there quickly. Um, and so the the issue is how 5G is thought of with the rural areas and, um, you know, especially like the Midwest and Appalachia. These, are, these aren't cities. These aren't places that, has a, that have a telephone pole. Every block. Yeah. Um, these aren't places you can just pop up an antenna on my house and your house and we're 10 feet away and we're great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, these are places where houses are spread out, um, services are spread out, people are spread out, and everything is spread out. And there's not that many people in general. And so when you take a few amount of people and you spread them out and you have a technology that needs a central dense area. Yeah. It's just not going to work. Um, there's been a lot of talk about 5G replacing the issues with wired internet mm-hmm. to rural areas. And that's an interesting topic. Yeah. Because, you know, you got these monopolies where, you know, in Lexington, there might be one internet provider. Yeah. You have one place to I think there's kind go. of two. Yeah. That's it. I mean, there's monopolies in place. And, and oh, yeah. So this is thought to, uh, you know, hurt those cable companies because there's no need for, the, the, for these communications to be done through cable anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, theoretically, you can put up, uh, you know, each neighborhood could have an antenna that broadcasts, you know, data to each home. Each home. Yeah. And so there's no need for these underground cables and all this construction. And this infrastructure is, you know, going to be owned by multiple parties, hopefully. You know, you could say AT&T and some of these large telecom companies could turn into, I mean, if they're not already monopolies, even bigger monopolies. But there's going to be a big movement of, of power in the, in the internet and data space. Yeah. So I, I think you like perfectly described what the argument has been for rural areas with 5G, is that that exactly what you described is going to happen. Um, but when you think about how the network is structured, it just doesn't work. I read this really, really cool article by Larry Thompson. Uh, he's the CEO of Vantage Point Solutions. Um, that's 
that's just a networking company. And he was saying that, that, that it's just not going to work like that because wireless networks, they share their capacity among their users. Um, so the speeds aren't going to be what people claim in general. That's going to be everywhere, but they're still going to be faster. Um, but because of the way this infrastructure is built, it just doesn't make sense. And relying on this kind of infrastructure for a spread out area is just uninformed, basically. Yeah. Um, and so my, my thought is, let's just assume 5G doesn't work in rural areas. It's built up in cities, you know, in, mm-hmm. in six, seven years, everyone's got 5G. You have a 5G iPhone. Your life is great. You have yeah. an autonomous car, maybe, whatever. Um, that's probably too optimistic there but things are moving towards that yeah if you live you know in far eastern kentucky or what are you doing you know you you still have this you still have this bad wire line you still have this bad wire line connection and you're just cut out of innovation you're just you're you're not there and that follows through that translates into you know poor education it translates into businesses not wanting to move there because why would a business that is building technology or, or has a you know needs efficiencies that 5G brings going to move to a place that it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. know, development of these regions is not going to get any better. It's a, it's a developmental nightmare. Yeah. I mean, you can argue that infrastructure like roads uh and and power lines uh, are just as important as the transfer of data and telecom mm-hmm. that 5G, you know, brings that kind of infrastructure needs to be viewed like a road. Yeah. Because it's, 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 it's the roads of, of information. It's the digital infrastructure, the road of information, and information is a currency these days. Oh, yeah. You know, like, it's, you need it. Yeah. And so, you know, some of these articles I was reading were that these big telecom companies are lobbying uh, the government big time and trying to get, you know, the government to rely less on local governments mm-hmm. so that this technology can be implemented quicker so yeah. they don't have to go through the local governments and go through all that legislature, yeah, and that slows things down. Yeah, and so it's really interesting. That's, been, that's an issue with with innovation, yeah. left and right. You know, yeah, everything. Yeah, because it's hard for all these local economies and local uh, governments to stay up to date on all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Where someone in Washington who you know is paid to only focus on five G yeah. can make these decisions, but then again, the problem there is that he doesn't know what people are like in Kentucky. Yeah, you know, it needs to be a balance. Yeah, that's a whole other thing, Washington and 5G. There was a rumor, I think about a month ago, that the government was going to start a nationalized 5G service. Yeah, it's not and scary. Yeah, I think Trump mentioned that, and then it came out that that was an old plan and it probably won't happen, um, which I personally think is good, but you could get into politics there. Um, but it, it's that, that might be the quickest way to get it out there, and that might be a way... To get it to rural areas, yeah. um, because the government has an interest in focusing on all of its people, um, especially you know a Trump-controlled government right now focusing on the, the, the rural population um, and probably the voter base. Um, but that that it's just such a large-scale infrastructural undertaking mm-hmm. that they basically said it's not going to happen. Yeah, or it just happened so late that you know we're so behind the game that you know it, it makes a huge difference in the way that we can compete on a national level with with other states and other cities. Yeah. Because, you know, one thing, again, back to the Internet of Things, is, is the concept of these smart cities. Mm-hmm. You know, once you start connecting these cities and connecting the people to the cities... It's going to be a whole nother... It creates this giant machine of efficiency. Yeah. And it just accelerates everything. Yeah. It accelerates intelligence. 
it accelerates uh, the type of energy people use, mm-hmm. which thus leads them to use new devices and new technologies. Yeah. And if those things don't exist in cities in Kentucky, then we're not going to be able to advance yeah. at the same level that other s- cities and states are. Now, yeah. one of the things I noticed when I was living in California, there's a definite, a definite difference between the way people view technology there and in, te- and in Kentucky, which is obvious. How so? Just so if, take Tesla for instance. Yeah. Well, that, there's more Teslas out there. One hundred percent. I mean, that's just that's that's everybody could have guessed that. Yeah. But just an example would be, businesses are more susceptible and more, you know, willing to put charging stations, mm-hmm. you know, as part of their parking spots, as part of their business to lure those customers in. But one of the problems in Kentucky is it's not talked about. It's not in the forefront of yeah. people's thought to put a charging station and a Target, because well, it's going to lure that kind of crowd there, and and. You know, is that a supply and demand thing now? There's more Teslas, so there's the demand for it? Well, you got to have both sides. You can't have a you Tesla yeah. if you're not going to have charging stations yeah. and you're not going to be able to start and charge chicken it. and the egg problem. Yeah. And so, you know, places that are rolling out these, you know, electric car infrastructures obviously are going to have more, you know, electric cars. But that's not happening in Kentucky because nobody's talking about it. So yeah. the same thing could happen in 5G, where if we don't roll out 5G, all the technologies that come along with that aren't going to exist. Yeah. So we're going to be behind. You know, that's, yeah. a, that's a really big problem. And I think that's going to be a big issue for, for rural areas everywhere. Um, yeah. I think I think in 10 years, your average city is going to operate on a almost fundamentally different level um, between transportation um, and communication between things and between people and between devices. Um, it's, it's going to be a machine of efficiency. I think you said it really well there. And then I think you're going to drive 45 minutes outside of that city and it's it's going to be different. Yeah. Um, and it, it'll be subtle. You know, it's not going to be like you're in a paradise and then you're in a, a barren wasteland. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's going to be just this. There's so much more activity and there's so much more capabilities, both entertainment and, and personally, but also, you know, business-wise and productivity-wise. And if you can, if you can do 10x yeah. what you can do elsewhere within any kind of metropolitan area, whether it's a city as small as Lexington or it's L.A. or New York. If you could do 10x in, in Lexington, what you could do two hours away in small-town Kentucky, why would you ever mm-hmm. live in small-town Kentucky? Yeah. Yeah. And obviously I'm not advocating that you shouldn't. I, I, I'm advocating think for about it. Think about it this way. I, I think there needs to be some kind of solution. Yeah, it. think about this way. We're right next to the University of Kentucky. Yeah. Education you know, is what makes Lexington Lexington. You know, a large portion of the population works at the campus. It's a university city. Yeah, it's one 100%. of I think only six in the nation. So let's say Lexington doesn't get 5G as quick as some of the other cities where these large universities are. Yeah. If you're a tech student, if you want to get into technology, or you want to do research in technology, you're not going to go to UK. No. You're not going to go to UK if, if UK doesn't have the infrastructure needed to build mm. the next generation of technologies. Yeah. To at least do research. At least do research, at least have them available. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think, but that could be interesting. I think Lexington could be slated, you know, for lack of a better term, by these networks to get 5G services much earlier than it otherwise would for a city this size because of the university. Yeah. Um, you know, the internet in general started at universities. Um, they're usually always on the forefront, um, at least with what's available not necessarily what's utilized on a day-to-day basis, but what's available. Um, so I, I don't think we'll have a problem here in Lexington. But I think I think it will, because we don't, I think it's going to show a huge dichotomy between Lexington 
in an hour east or an hour west or an hour south. Yeah. I think it'll be a perfect example of, of how 5G is going to impact areas. It'll be interesting. Yeah. And I don't know what the solution is. Obviously, I don't. nobody does. Nobody. Right? Even the experts. They have no idea. Yeah. And so it's just going to be interesting to see play out. And it's something that we need to keep on the forefront of our minds. You know, we started talking about 5G with generations are all a marketing play. This one's a little different. But you're just going to hear how great it is. You're going to hear how much faster your speeds are. And they won't be that fast. <laughs> They're not going to be the theoretical speeds, but they are going to be a lot They're faster. Gonna, it's going to be a big leap. But it still will be a big leap, and you'll notice a difference, and your phone will be better. Um, but I think we're really going to need to think about how we equally give this service to people. Yeah, because it's literally opportunity. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the definition of opportunity. We can't cut people out from that. No, there's no way. Yeah, but it's just not thought about right now. Yeah. So it'll definitely be interesting to see how that plays out. Absolutely. We want to keep the conversation going, you know, as more things develop, we'll talk about them here. 5G is going to be a huge story going forward for like the next, probably up to 10 years. Yeah, it'll be a while. Yeah, as things play out. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, Don't forget to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Stitcher, wherever you're listening, and share it with your friends. Write a review. That'll help us out so much. You don't know. We're going to move up those charts uh, in the local area, in technology, and hopefully beyond, you know, in those different categories, get more people to discover Middle Tech. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Middle Tech Pod. If you have any requests of topics, or if you have comments, or if you have feedback, whatever it is, we got an email, middletechpodcast at gmail.com. Shoot us some thoughts. Yeah, we want to hear your questions. Yeah, want to hear your questions, want to hear your reviews. Tell Evan he sucks. It's totally fine. (laughs) All right, guys, thanks for listening. We'll be back next time.